Welcome to the podcast for ambitious women. I'm your host, Dr. D. Franey. If you're a leader, innovator, or change maker, you belong here. Because around here, ambitious women are encouraged to have big, bold, unapologetic goals and dreams, and given the tools to execute and achieve them without the pressure, hustle, overwhelm, or burnout. Ladies, it's time to unlock your potential. What is up, party people? How are you doing today? I hope that you are having a beautiful, glorious day today. I am, it's my last full day here in Los Angeles. I've had some amazing time getting to see my sisters and my nephew and have lots of glorious um, Southern California sunshine as a break from the gloominess uh, that is usually Germany. (laughs) So I uh, want to talk to you today about that big, beautiful brain of yours. I think that there are so many things, uh, so many problems and concerns that we have, so much mental and emotional suffering we endure uh, can go away or resolve or alleviate or lessen um, when we understand how our brain works. When I started to learn more about my brain and really lean in on what was going on, it helped me understand myself in a whole new way and really created so much space for me to heal, to change in a different, more rapid way um, with less forcing, with less resistance, with less pushing Um, because I was able to work with myself, with my brain, with my humanity, rather than against it. For high achieving women with a lot of drive, a lot of determination, a lot of passion and purpose, we often get into that trap of wanting to achieve more, succeed more, uh, and do it at the expense of ourselves. And so even just unlocking some of this understanding about the brain can help create healthier patterns. So you ready for that? You wanna dive in and chat about that gray matter between your ears? I want to, it's like one of my favorite topics to geek out about. (laughs) So let's do it, yeah? Okay, so there are four parts of your brain that we're going to talk about. And I am not doing this in a academic neuroscientist sort of way. I will say that I have done lots of research, lots of reading, and um, gone deep into literature about the brain and what's going on. But I want to explain it to you in a way that is kind of simplified, but still captures a lot of the nuance. And If you hear something in this episode where you're like, I'm confused, what does this really mean? Where can I go learn more about this? Please don't hesitate to reach out. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm at dfraney or um, join us in the Ambitious Women's Collective. We're always talking about the brain over there. Um, I am willing to have a conversation with you about this and 
point you in the right direction for more resources if that's what you desire. Or if you're like, okay, you said it this way, I'm not, I'm not finding anything about that. Um, I can, I can tell you the, the more scientific terminology or whatever um, to get you what you need. So, like I said, this is going to be a kind of simplified way of talking about the brain and our thoughts and our mental processes and the things that are going on, but it is not um, a complete picture or a complete explanation. And if you are a neuroscientist or a brain researcher, you might have some, you know, criticisms or things to point out, but um, I, th I think that holistically it is a good way of understanding complex processes that happen in the brain as we understand them right now with our current understanding in research in academics in um, in the field. So the four parts of the brain that I want to talk about is our survival programming, our conditioned mind, our habituated mind, and our human consciousness. So we're going to take time diving into these four parts because basically everything that's going on in that big, beautiful brain of yours fits into one of those areas. Okay, our survival programming. The brain has not evolved as quickly as technology and modernity has exploded. Our nervous systems are largely operating um, the way they were many, many years ago, hundreds, thousands of years ago. Um, and so our nervous system, our survival programming is not quite attuned to all of the change in the modern world around us. And a lot of the challenges that we actually face day to day are outdated, outdated survival programming, trying to keep us safe in a world that it does not understand. Our survival brain still runs the show because it is the oldest, most developed, most practiced part of our brain. Its job is to keep us safe, to help us survive as a species. Therefore, all of the programming tells us to do things that feel good, like sleep, eat, procreate, right? Things that keep the species alive and going and avoid the things that feel bad. We want to avoid pain, risk, danger, you know, saber tooth tigers that might be around the corner that want to eat us. Our brain also wants to reduce uncertainty again, because when we don't know what's going on, there might be a tiger around the corner and also be as efficient as possible which really means do as little as possible, use as little brain programming, space, attention, focus, awareness, so that we have that available to scan for threats, to watch for those tigers that might jump out and eat us. The survival brain's default mode is actually fear or in almost a, a scent of heightened awareness anxiety, right? Because if the goal is to make sure that the tigers aren't going to jump out and eat us, we can't be the caveman that's just laying around in the cave having fun all the time, right? We need to be making sure that the 
tigers aren't out there, aren't going to come in and get us. And so we are constantly scanning for threats. That part of our brain is always taking in all of the stimulus in our surroundings and paying attention for ab abnormalities, changes, um, things that are unexpected uh, from the normal so that it can cue you into the danger. And the way that that happens is our central nervous system. And any sort of perceived threat triggers our, our fight or flight response, which is really a biochemical response, a cascade that happens in our body with neurotransmitters, hormones that um, give us the jolt of adrenal, adrenaline and cortisol and things that we need to get up and run away and get safe. The problem is our nervous system still believes that there are tigers everywhere. It doesn't know that we live in these fancy houses and have put all the animals in cages. <laughs> That's a whole nother conversation, but our nervous system just knows that threat means danger. We need to get out of danger as quick as possible. But here is what is crazy about the modern world because our nervous system doesn't know that the threats that we encounter now aren't actual um, life or death situations. It still responds that way. In the average person, our fight or flight response is activated on average 25 times per day. That means the jerk that cut you off in traffic, the email that was sent to you that got you upset, the person who hurt your feelings, your kids who aren't listening to you, all of these different things can set off your fight or flight response mechanism, keeping you in a state of chronic stress. And we, what we know about Americans and, and, and developed countries is 90% of doctor's appointments are stress-related concerns. We are chronically stressed out, chronically in fight or flight. And when that happens, it's really hard for us to clue in or tap into our executive reasoning, our executive functioning, um, our higher consciousness, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but when we're walking around triggered all the time in, a, in that state of fight or flight, it is very hard to make good, solid decisions. It's hard to really see more than what's right in front of us. It's hard to tap into that long-term planning and goal-oriented energy. So again, our survival programming wants us to do the things that feel good, avoid doing the things that do, feel bad, and be as efficient as possible, to do as little as possible to so that we can be constantly scanning for threats so that we can minimize uncertainty in our environments. This is also working contradictory to long-term goals because most of our long-term goals require that we forego pleasure in the short-term so that we can create long-term satisfaction. Don't eat the cake now so that we can lose the 10 pounds. Don't lay on the couch and watch Netflix now so that we can go make sales calls and build our business and our income. If we look around at other mammals, we can see clues of what our survival programming is like. 
right? If you have a dog, if you have a cat, they spend a lot of time resting, napping, they eat, they sleep, you know, they play, but most of the time they're just pretty chill. That is a lot like our survival programming. One of the things that our brain does is create habits of thinking and habits of behavior as a way of being more efficient. So the things that we do repeatedly become habits, whether it's a thought pattern or a, a pattern of behavior. And the reason why it does that is the brain says, wow, you do that thing often. We don't want it to use up consciousness, the awareness, the scanning, the energy that is normally used to scan for threats in the environment, to monitor for abnormalities and input that is irregular. And so our brain will create a habit and basically that thinking or that behavior is delegated to the subconscious mind. Uh, a great example I like to use of this is when learning to drive. When you first learn to drive, it is very overwhelming. There's so many different things that you have to worry about and think about, right? Like there's, we got to look in the side view, view mirror, the rear view mirror. Uh, we have to watch for pedestrians. We have to use the blinker. We have to make sure that we don't hit the brakes too hard or not hard enough. Don't speed up, slow down, traffic lights, traffic signals all the other cars on the road and heaven forbid if there's a clutch, right? It was very overwhelming in the beginning because of the amount of things that you have to pay attention for when you drive. Now, fast forward a number of years later, you've been driving for however long at this point, you can literally get in a car. I don't know about you, but this happens to me and I'll drive 10 miles down the road and not even remember really driving, right? My brain is in a million different other places, but because I have habituated the behavior and even thinking required to drive a vehicle, it does not happen in my conscious awareness. My subconscious mind takes care of that for me. It's a beautiful system. However, it can backfire when we have habituated thoughts and behaviors that do not serve us, do not serve the um, goals, the long-term goals and vision that we have for our life, for our desires. Our subconscious mind is incredible. The amount of things that it is doing in the background outside of our consciousness, we don't even fully understand yet in, in science, but we do know that our brains love to solve problems. They are always taking in an insane amount of data and information from our nervous system, from our sensory organs, and processing all of that data and creating patterns and meaning um, from that. And all of that is happening on a subconscious level. Sometimes it bubbles up to our consciousness when our brain has offers us up an idea often, you know, I don't know, maybe in the shower <laughs> and I'm like, Eureka, I've got it. I've solved the problem. But really my subconscious mind has been um, doing all of that data crunching and thinking for me outside of my awareness. So what's in our conscious awareness is probably only about 10% of what's actually going on in our brain in a given moment. And it's so crazy. Uh, I was at this event here, uh, the big quiet um, 
Jess Israel. He, Jesse Israel, he does um, mass meditations. I got to meet him at an event here. And he was uh, shared that there was, um, that in one day of our life in 2021, we experience more stimulus and more information as a human than we would have in an entire lifetime a hundred years ago. And so when you think about the vast amount of information, data, and stimuli that our brain and our nervous system is constantly filtering and uh, assessing, it's another layer of why we are stressed out and overwhelmed if we are not taking intentional time to care for ourselves, to deactivate our fight or flight and, and reactivate the rest and digest function um, of our nervous system that allows us to process, heal, um, and, and restore balance homeostasis in our body. Our human brain, our human consciousness is really the newest part of our brain. It is what we believe differentiates us from other mammals. It's the ability to think about our thoughts, to plan, to strategize, to create goals and a vision for our life, to see where we are now and how it could be different or better. This is a newer part of our brain. Uh, and it doesn't have as much practice running the show. And so I think we have a lot of awareness that things could be different, but when we don't know how to lead our brain, when we don't understand why different things are happening in our brain, we start to pathologize it and believe that there is something wrong with us. We often think that we need to be medicated or um, that we have a problem behavior that needs to be fixed rather than just understanding it as a part of our basic humanity. The other part of our mind that we really need to talk about at this point is our conditioned mind. And these are all of the thoughts and beliefs that we are taught by external parties, external sources of power, systems of power, structures of power, other well-meaning, well-intended humans who like our parents and teachers and other people who condition our mind. Um, part of it is so that we are socialized <laughs> and part of it so that we obey our different systems, laws, structures, and things that keep people in check, keep society in line. So these are things, um, thoughts and beliefs and values that are taught to us in schools, in churches. Uh, it is national um, programming from our countries, from our governments. This is also, also includes patriarchal programming, colonial programming, sexist programming, all of these different systems of power that we have internalized that tell us who we are, what we're about, what we are worth. A lot of this programming, we don't, it's not even necessarily outright taught to us, but through the process of observation, we learn 
these beliefs. We internalize these beliefs about our worth as women, as our, our worth as humans, about how we're supposed to show up in the world, how we're supposed to operate, about what we're supposed to desire, about how we're supposed to dress, how we're supposed to raise our children. We aren't always told them explicitly, but we often implicitly learn it through observation, through interaction, through television and books and other stimulus. We pick up all of this conditioning and it lives within our mind. You know, a lot of times it's so internalized that we hear that critical voice in our own head that sounds like us, but it isn't you. Those thoughts, those beliefs, the, that internal critic, that, that itty bitty shitty committee in your brain is often just all of those external systems of power, systems of, of oppression that you have internalized and here in your own mind. And because our brain creates habits, habits of thinking, habits of belief, a lot of that conditioned programming is now a habituated thought pattern that you have in that big, beautiful brain of yours. And so it's not even you, the person, the soul that's wearing the meat suits that has those thoughts. They're not you. They are thoughts that have been offered to you before you knew better that became part of your conditioned programming. And a lot of them often hold you back from fully owning all of your power and all of your potential in order to become the most effective version of ourselves, to live the best life, to create massive results. We have to learn how to use our brain. We need to use our human consciousness, our awareness, our ability to create goals and visions for ourselves, to create direction, to move toward. And then we work to grow to become the woman who can do those things. And the process of change is leading yourself from your survival programming, from your survival reactive nature to a more proactive, intentional thought and behavior that will get you the results that you want to create in your life. It's walking ourselves away from the thoughts and beliefs that were conditioned into us into a more beneficial belief system and an intentional belief system about who we, how we want to see ourselves, how we want to operate in the world and, and what we need to believe in order to create the results that we want in our life. It's about working with our system, our survival programming rather than against it. And that's why using punishments and pain and self-denial and self-negation will never work for you to create massive results because your survival programming reacts against pain. It wants to minimize it as much as possible and maximize pleasure. And so many of the, the beliefs that have been conditioned into us about how to create results actually don't work. The toxic dude bro hustle, the patriarchal and misogynistic and sexist programming that tells you how, what your worth is as a woman, how it's created, uh, and all of the other garbage. We have to exercise that from our big, beautiful brain in order to create bigger, better results. And we need to 
do this in a way where we are starting to create healthier, more beneficial habits of thinking and habits of behavior. And what is amazing is that our brains are neuroplastic. There is neuroplasticity, which means our brains can change. If the way that your brain is exercising or operating right now doesn't work, we can change that. It takes intention. It takes effort. But that's actually the process of growth. Growth, Learning how to do the skill part, the external part of the goal that you have is the easiest part. The, the real growth, the real change is in managing your mental and emotional space as you become the woman who can achieve every goal. Our brains are incredible, but it does take effort to work with it rather than against it. And when you know how to do that, when you have those tools, it's so much easier to become more effective and achieve every goal and achieve goals faster because you're not fighting against your basic humanity. You're able to reduce the amount of mental chaos that your brain creates so that you can lead yourself to a high performance result. If this is something that you would like help with, I would love to help you. I clearly love to chat about the brain and I understand why you do or don't do the things that you should be doing or want to be doing. And I know how to very quickly help my clients shift their patterns, shift their habits, create new habits, create new thought patterns so that they can get the results they want. So if that's the thing you'd like some help with in the show notes, there's a link to get on my calendar. We can uh, have a free consultation and see if life coaching, business coaching is right for you and your, your goals. Another way to uh, get some more of this is to come join us in the Ambitious Women's Collective, the Facebook group. We are always talking about brainy things, goals, big results, and awesomeness up in there. Or just keep listening to the podcast. If you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, go for it. Do it. Subscribe. And if you could be so kind, if you listen in Apple Podcasts, leave a review. All right, my friends, I hope this quick overview of the different ways that your brain operates is helpful to you. I will be back again real soon with more awesome brain related goodness. Have a fantastic week. Ciao, ciao. If you're ready to execute and achieve your big, bold, unapologetic goals and dreams, join us in the Ambitious Women's Collective Facebook group. It's a space for ambitious leaders, innovators, and change makers. And hey, you belong here too. Come make big things happen with us over at myyeslife.com forward slash group.